You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, welcome back to the Oz Network for our first Tomb Raider recap in almost two weeks. It's been that long already, and we're probably about a week and a half or so overdue on covering this, but we're finally here to talk about 2018 Tomb Raider, the one without Lara Croft in the title, the one without Angelina Jolie in the movie, the one that I'm already happier about and happier to talk about than uh, how we spent uh, the last couple of weeks talking about the old ones, but... Uh, my name is Colin, and I'm not flirting. I just have a charismatic personality. My name is Ben, and ladies first. My name is Mallory, and I'm just not that kind of croft. <laughs> and I love, Ben, that you said ladies first and then let her go last. <laughs> <laughs> well, you went first. Oh, that's right. Thanks. <laughs> Um, so we haven't talked much about this movie, but it, I saw this on opening night and it took you guys about a week to get around to it. And just from hearing bits and pieces before we start recording, I think we're going to have some different opinions on this episode. Um, but that's pretty much how it goes with these Tomb Raiders, it seems. We're just going to kind of reverse it a little here. Um, I don't know. Before I go with my opinion, I'm just, I'm really curious to hear. Uh, why don't we start with you, Ben? What did you think of this movie? Can I just first of all say that it was a groundbreaking moment for me in this cinema because uh, it was the very first time I've ever seen a movie outside of Tasmania. So I'm sure everybody out there wanted to know <sighs> my very first, you know, movie outside somewhere else. So that's he a big moment. He was really excited about it. I can vouch for that. He was really excited. Before we even move on, your first movie. we need to know, Mallory, what was your first movie outside of Canada? Oh, I don't know. Something you went to America. States? Probably. This is your first movie in Australia. Yes, this is my first movie in Australia. Movies here are so expensive that I've never bothered to go. There you go, see? Well, you didn't know how expensive this movie was. I paid. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um, okay, I'll start off by saying I didn't hate it. I did not hate this movie. Um, I thought it was, you know, a decent movie. I just... And not a fan of what they did with Lara Croft. I know that it's based on the reboot and we talked a lot about that and kind of I was a fan of the reboot. But even in saying that, I have problems with what they did with her based on the reboot. So I just think that there's a lot of things about this movie that I didn't like more so than I liked. Um, and I feel as though after thinking that uh, what's her name was a good fit for Lara Croft after having seen this movie. I don't think she is. Oh. Um, and I just, I just think that there's just issues with kind of how she portrayed the character and it kind of, I don't know, to me, it kind of diminished the character of Lara Croft a lot more. And, you know, a year after Wonder Woman kind of doing great things for female leads in movies, I think this is, you know, done the opposite. I'm, I'm going to say what? this now. I think Angelina Jolie did better oh, no. for women in the two, the first two Lara Crofts. And shut up, Colin Hilding. I'm going to have support on this episode. So, um, yeah, having said that, I didn't hate it. I, uh, you know, it was entertaining. Uh, it had some good moments. But um, I'll say it straight away. I like the Angelina Jolie ones better than this. Uh, all right. Um <laughs> Uh, let's try to keep it under 10 minutes, but Mallory, your turn. Um, I'm mostly agreeing with Ben. I 
had a really hard time with this movie coming out of it, actually, because, well, two things. First, I walked in expecting to hate it, and I didn't. Because I find a lot of the time, if you go book to movie or, like, you see an old movie and then they remake it and you see the new one, it's hard to kind of grasp what they've done to it. And I really did expect to really hate it because I love the originals. I grew up on those movies. Like, they're so good. But I didn't hate it, which was really surprising for me walking out. But at the same time, I did have a hard time with it. There's a lot of things that I didn't like about it. And... I think we'll probably get into that more. So, um, yeah, we'll get into it. All right. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, here's the <laughs> thing: I don't think my opinion is that much different as far as for how much I like the movie. I don't think it's that much different from either of you. Uh, what I've been telling everybody over the last week or so is that you know this is kind of the Tomb Raider movie I think I would have preferred to have you know 15 years ago or whatever. Um, having said that, it's still you do have to go in with low expectations to enjoy this. I think if you go in with high expectations, like I had high expectations for Assassin's Creed last year and I walked out feeling like, yes, that was slightly less impressive than I thought it would be not terrible, but less impressive with this. I had very low expectations going in uh, and I was pleasantly surprised. My phone's making a lot of noise in the background. Um, I was pleasantly surprised by it. um, But having said that, I, I, I think we're still going to disagree because the things that you two are critical about, I don't think I'm going to be as critical about. And there may be some things here that I didn't like that maybe you'll be like, oh, that was fantastic. But it seems like we're all kind of on the same page. Like it was a decent movie. It was entertaining. I think the thing that's hard to get over is that it is a backstory. And it's not really the Lara Croft that everybody knows from the games because like at this point, she hasn't even gone to school. I mean, the movie starts and she's a bike messenger, uh, you know, she's kind of just living paycheck to paycheck because she doesn't want to accept her father's death and everything. So although there's ties to it, I, I feel like it doesn't really come until the last act of the movie where we really get to see her embrace that character. And I think we do get to see her embrace the character a little bit. But the rest of it, like the island stuff, especially after you sold me on the game, Ben, and I played it after, pretty much, you know, a couple hours after we finished recording the last episodes, I'm like, that, that game was fantastic. And just keeping those island elements, you know, this really is a movie split into three sections. Like the first act is very clearly just set up her character, show the world she's living in, uh, establish where she's going to go. Second act is all the island stuff. And third act is tomb raiding. And it's not office building raiding like I talked about in the original movies. This is real <laughs> tomb raiding. And she gets to solve problems in this and she gets to use her brains and not just call people up on Google Glass and tell them solve this problem for me. So... Yeah, there's things I liked about this that I felt like embraced the games more than the original two did. Look, I mean, I see it. And, like, kind of as I said, like, I think people who go into this having not played the newer games and expecting this to kind of be in the similar style of the Angelina Jolie ones will be disappointed because, you know, the the game that was rebooted, what, like, five years ago now, that, you know, was a big difference to the original games. And so I could definitely see what they're doing. But I think kind of... I don't feel as though they, they got all of it right. Like the island stuff, absolutely. You know, I mean, it's not exactly what happens in the game. You know, I believe from memory that she was part of a research team, I think, in the game, mm-hmm. whereas this is kind of she's searching for a father. Um, and there was a lot more supernatural elements in the game than are in this movie. But the problem I have kind of with a lot of what they do with the character in the game, you know, you're fighting for survival from the very beginning and you really feel 
that, you know, ability that you start off vulnerable and that the fact that you, by the end of the game, so tough and resilient, you know, that you are, you know, able to kill these people and, you know, survive and do massive jumps and everything. To me, a lot of the problem with this was that I didn't feel that, like, we got that complete transition with her, you know, without being over too spoilerific. She's, she boxes in one scene, then she's on an island, she gets stabbed, and then the next minute she is able to, like, do this, 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 and she's had the one flashback, flashback scene of her with a bow and arrow. But even then, a lot of what I think she does in this movie, she runs away. Like, there's, like, I think one scene where she initiates, um, you know, the the action. The rest of it is just her running away or being held hostage. So that's kind of, to me, where it's it doesn't... I know it's a set-up movie, I get that, but the game was a set-up um, game, and they were able to do that. Yes, okay, Mallory kind of pointed out, like, with the books and things like that, like, you've got a lot more content to deal with in a video game. You know, you're playing that for 20-odd hours, and this is a two-hour movie. But I just kind of feel that, like, by the end of this movie, I mean, did I really see Lara Croft become Lara Croft? I don't think I did. I think I saw a, a girl on an island who, you know, let's be honest, and even the way she gets to the island is just kind of a bit dumb. So, you know, I don't know. There's just elements which I just did not like what they did with her, at least in the Angelina Jolie ones. I know we kind of jumped into this land where she's already Lara Croft and everything along those lines. It's based a lot more on kind of the original games. But to me, she feels like Lara Croft. This, there's like one scene where she feels like Lara Croft. So, yeah, and that's why I wasn't exactly keen on, and I've gone blank on the name, Alexander, whatever her name is, um, you know, being Lara. I mean, I'm that too um, so, um i mean she's a great actress i'm not saying she's a bad actress but i just didn't feel her as lara so yeah uh mallory did you play the video games ever no so i was gonna say i think i've played like maybe five minutes of one of the original ones maybe so i cannot make that a comparison and i can't really talk to you guys about that comparison because i don't really know about it um, yeah. You'd love the games. You'd love the new ones, at least. The new ones are just, oh, thoroughly recommend I to everyone. I don't believe you. I hate to say that, but I don't believe you. If, not the first If time. your bar has been set by the Angelina Jolie movies, anything will impress you when it comes to the game, so you'll enjoy them. <laughs> okay. That's why she's with me in terms of a relationship, because, like, all, you know, everything else, the bar has been set, and now she's just stuck with me, so, you know... <laughs> Are you paying her to agree with you in this episode right now? <laughs> well, part of her payment was when we went to the movies, so, you know, it just comes to the territory. Uh, there's one thing I do want to ask about, because you said, like, her just running from people. Because this is a backstory, and she's, like, you have to look at the age of the character. Now, first of all, it's kind of weird, because Alicia Vikander, like, she's, like, 30, you know, early 30s and real No way. Yeah, she's in her early 29. What? I looked this up last night. Okay, so there you go. She's basically no almost way. 30. But she looks perpetually like 18 years old, and she's basically playing an 18, 19-year-old here. So when I'm watching a movie that is the backstory of Lara Croft, and, and I will agree, I mean, is it, it exactly the greatest Tomb Raider like story you could have gotten? Could we have gotten an older Tomb Raider, you know, where she's experienced? Maybe, but they wanted to do this backstory. So knowing, knowing this is a backstory movie... And this is about how she became that. I don't want to see a movie where there's an 18, 19 year old and she's going after people on an island. Like if I see her wash up on an island, I want to see her running from people because that's who she would be at that point. And we get to see the transition later in the movie, you know, uh, with the, the fight scene, which is the best fight scene we've at least seen Lara Croft have because the original ones were terrible. 
But uh, like, what's uh, what's the issue with her running on the island? That was that's what would make sense. I think you go, Mallory. I think that one thing that like really hurt her character for me in this movie was that so much of the time in the old movies you see that Angelina Jolie like just wants to be like her dad and is following in her dad's footsteps. Whereas with this new movie, she is completely ignoring it. Like my quote at the beginning, I'm just not that kind of craft. Like the, the Lara Croft that we know wants to be like her dad, wants to follow in her dad's footsteps. And this girl is saying, no, I don't want anything to do with my family. I've completely like put that on a back burner for seven years. And now I'm just coming back because like I found this cool puzzle thing and it intrigues me. Like, I don't think that's a fair representation. And I don't think that she would have turned around so quickly to become, like, the Angelina Jolie Lara Croft, who is a total daddy's girl. No, like, okay. And... A a few things, like, without going into too many spoilers, in this movie, it's not that she ever has said, I don't have anything to do with my family. The whole idea, the whole setup of this movie, why she's not living, you know, this Croft life, is because in order for her to accept her inheritance, when she got to be 18 or whatever, she would have to accept her father was dead to inherit that. And she says, I believe my father's alive. So this entire movie is about her trying to chase her father. And if she was, like, not trying to be like her dad in this, like, without going into too many details, the whole plot is set up by her finding the video of her dad saying, don't be like me, don't follow me. And she's like, screw that, I'm going to follow him, I'm going to be like him. Like, this entire movie is her following him. I, I mean, I see that, but I think kind of what maybe, I agree with Mallory's point, I kind of think maybe what she was trying to explain is, like, she didn't even know what he did. And, like, yeah, you're right. Like, she discovers in the video. But kind of, at least with the originals, and it's not just the movies, it's the games too, from memory, is that she's fully aware that her dad's, like, this Tomb Raider archaeologist sort of guy. Whereas, you know, in all Lara thinks in this movie is that my dad's in a boardroom. And, again, I understand it's a reboot. They they reimagine things. I'm not saying everything has to remain the same. And from memory with the new game, I don't think there's a whole lot of references to a father. I mean, I might be mistaken. It's been a few since I've played it. But, I mean, I think kind of that's, like, this is where I agree with what Mallory's saying, too. It's kind of, remember when we did The Sixth Day, like the very first movie we ever did on the Oz Network, and one of our things about Arnold Schwarzenegger's character was is that he's put into a position where he has to kill to survive, and within five minutes he's already happily enough killing people and he's fine with it. Mm -hmm. Like, this to me is like she lands on an island, she has to run away one of the many times she does, and the next minute she's like little Miss Tomb Raider. Like she was getting in a boxing ring in bike messages being chased with foxtails like a day beforehand. Um, and now all of a sudden she's doing like it just, it's so quick into this transition. Like I think it needed a little bit more maybe if they were going to do these elements to it where like she did a little bit more physical things or things like that. I'm not taking away from her physicality. She's incredibly physical. She'd kick my ass and all this kind of stuff. And we're seeing but, her like, do it. We're not it, seeing Angelina Jolie's stunt double doing it. No, well, it's, it's actually interesting if you read a lot of kind of the backgrounds on both, like, um, she did most of her stunts in this movie, but then she had six stunt doubles to the scenes that she couldn't do. Angelina Jolie apparently only had two. I was reading some comparative article, which was interesting. And one of the ones in Angelina Jolie's was a man. I think we went over that, didn't we, um, in the things. But, like, I don't know. It's just – it's when you were saying about, like, the origin story about how you want to see this young girl running, like, I completely get that. 
But again, going back to my point about the video game, and, like, that's where it starts. Like, she's this vulnerable girl. Like, the scene in this movie, and slight spoiler, but I guess people are going to assume, the scene when she has her first kill. In the video game, her first kill is such a moment for the character. Mm. She's like, you feel it. You're connected with her. She's, like, vomiting. She's like, you know, she's all, like, what have I done? I've killed someone. But she's done it to survive. It's done in a very similar aspect to the movie. This, it's just, she literally does it. She's like, okay. And then the next minute, she's got arrows and shit. Um, and, like, again, I realise this is a two-hour movie. It's not a 20-hour video game. But I just didn't feel by the end of this that she'd completely become Lara Croft. Because like, she hasn't. At least she hasn't even gone Croft. to school yet. She's not even educated. But there's still, like, the way she got into these moments where she was, quote, tomb-raiding and everything. Like, you talked a lot about, uh, I agree with you, sort of, in the Angelina Jolie ones, how, you know, it's like she just reads a couple of signs on a wall and then she knows what to do. <laughs> Okay, in this movie, there's a bit more of a background. She has a toy that she plays with and she knows what to do. But, like, there's still a few bits in this movie where she's all, like, reading things on the wall and this, that, and everything else. So, I mean, again, I'm not trying to completely rip shit into this movie. I didn't hate it, but I just, yeah, I'm not a fan of a lot of what they did with it. But going back to just uh, another comment you made about how you feel like this takes a step backwards from Wonder Woman. Again, I'm not going to say this is on level Wonder Woman. It's nowhere near that. But, like, comparing the originals to this, and the originals were, yeah, she'll get in there and beat everybody up, but there's, like, no logic to it. There's there's no... Uh, physics don't even seem to apply, and Angelina Jolie does not even give facial expressions when she's doing these superhuman feats. Oh. But in this, we really see her hurt. We really see her struggle. We really get to see it when she does punch somebody. Like, it looks like somebody is punching somebody. Um... And in the originals, even as far as the character goes, like, yeah, we get the brainy Lara, Lara Croft, if you want to call it that, where she's educated in the original. But as we pointed out in our recaps, every single time she figures something out in the original two movies, somebody else is figuring it out for her. She's asking somebody, figure this out for me. And in this one, especially when we get close to the end, when we do get into, like, the real Tomb Raiding stuff, which... I mean, I'm hoping you guys at least agree that that stuff was, you know, more than what we got in the originals. But, like, she solves problems in this. We see her use her brain. But, yeah, we're not going to get the exact same character because she hasn't gone to school yet. You know, she's not an archaeologist. And we're talking not even just, like, five years earlier. This is a prequel. This isn't like when they did Batman Begins. It's like we're going to, you know, get Bruce Wayne five, you know, eight years earlier. This is, like, 15 years before the originals. Not it's in the same universe, but 15 years at an earlier age. And we're still seeing her use her brains more in this movie. The one thing, can I just jump in but in a matter of you about to say something, but like I think the one thing which I'll say, and again, kind of, you know, we often go on about how we don't want to talk about it. You know, the, like you and I kind of have this thing about if we're watching a movie with a female lead, we don't want it to be shoved down our throat that she's mm-hmm. a female. Like we just want to watch a movie and not have to care. I feel this movie had more moments where they made you realise she's a female really? compared to the Angelina Jolie ones. Yes, <laughs> I, I think that there was more things in this movie where it was kind of like, oh, remember, she's a woman? You know, things like that. So that's just my thought. I don't know if you guys thought that. I have never thought about that until right now, and I don't know if I agree. I don't know if you well, agree you're not getting payment this week. <laughs> hey, you didn't even pay for the movie. You're not allowed an opinion, right, Ben? Excuse me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no. Harsh. Which part was it you didn't agree with? I don't know. Whatever Ben just said that I wasn't 
the woman about things. <laughs> them drawing attention to her being a woman because I didn't get that from this movie. I'll say the only part. Yeah, I didn't either. Maybe the only part would be when the the guys try to mug her when she's you know in uh, Hong Kong. I think it is. Um, and they kind of get caught off guard, but then immediately afterwards they go right back on the attack to her, and it's not like oh she's a woman or whatever. Uh, it, it, you could look at certain scenes and say, uh, you know, like this the, the scene you talked about when they're all chasing her as part of a race the, the, in the early stuff of the movie, just setting up how she makes her money, where she's working as a bike messenger, and they're like, no, you can't do this. But it wasn't like they're saying you can't do this because you're a woman. If you look at all those guys who are in this conversation, they're these six foot two guys, really strong, and here you have Alicia Vikander who's you know, in comparison to even other female action heroes we've seen, she's got to be one of the tiniest female action heroes we've ever seen in movies. She's ripped, but she's small. And I thought that had more to do with just that than anything else. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I see it, but, like, I don't know. I just felt, like, that scene when they kind of laugh at her and say, like, you can't do the race. Like, that to me is a scene, like, I, see, I absolutely see your point. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I think that's kind of one of those ones that, people can interpret that they're laughing at her because she's a woman. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's kind of one of those in the middle ones to me. Um, but yeah, I just want to quickly say like, in terms of what you're saying about the final stuff with the, the tomb raiding and everything, can I just point out, I still have bruises on my hands from when Mallory was holding it about her, you know, that scene. So, uh, it was pretty Not tense. Not scary things. Okay. What, which parts were scary? Um, like, everything from when they landed on the island to the end. You know, it's funny you mention that because, I mean, I don't get that reaction out of pretty much any movie. Um, and even Jamie doesn't usually. But when I saw this, like, the theater was basically sold out. And the lady who was sitting really? there... Really? That was It was like... Well, <laughs> it was like a week later or whatever. This is opening night. But, yeah, but, you know, the lady right next to me... There's a good distance because this theater has, like, huge recliner seats or whatever. So you have a ton of arm room. It's not like she was bumping me, but... She was jumping over and over again. And I'm like, it's not like we're watching, you know, uh, The Conjuring or Insidious or something here. Something just flies out of the screen and she jumps. So yeah, you're not the only one, I guess, who had that reaction to the movie. But is that like, no. was it at least good scares and excitement? Is there such a thing? Um, well, I mean, it's it's an action movie. Found... If you're getting excited. It's... <laughs> um. <laughs> Again, I'm not good at scary things. I honestly, like, I like Disney movies for a reason. <laughs> um, but, like, no, seriously, from basically when they landed on the island till when she was off the island, obviously, um, I would, like, jump. I, like, had my mouth or my eyes covered for so much of it. Um, it was, like, as far as the action stuff goes, it was well done. Um, and, like, enjoyable I guess because it did like it did make me sit on the edge of my seat like I did I guess I did care about what happened to her even though I don't know if I was like coming out of it I don't know if I was actually emotionally connected to the character um I also just need to mention while I'm thinking about this that the first however many scenes in London was so freaking boring like Seriously, no, I was, I don't, I'm normally pretty good and, like, can sit through movies and I'm okay, but I just found the beginning of this movie so slow. It, it took a long like, time to get to the island. Yeah, and it just, it wasn't, like, it wasn't exciting until she 
okay, I think this is considered a spoiler. Um, until she like started signing papers, that's when the movie yeah, decided, can say okay, that. I'm going to start now. And, but it took like a solid 20 minutes to get there. And I was just like, this is not important, important. Like, I don't think it made enough of a difference to the plot line. Like that I did like care about what happened to her. And like, I was glad that she lived. I always remind <laughs> myself. I'm like, she's, she's important. She's going to live. She's important. She's going to live. You can't kill a main character. She's going to live. She's going to live. And I just get so stressed. So yeah. If we could have had this franchise taken over by, um, what's in Kristen Scott Thomas, Ben, would you have been happy with the next Tomb Raider movie starring Kristen Scott Thomas instead? Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've kind of rediscovered her, haven't we? After the darkest hour. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was it was interesting with her because, um, like, I was like, oh, is this her mum? I thought, like, you know, mm. Lara Croft's mum's dead, and well, spoiler alert, she is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, what's what's is it? Who's the guy? I mean, I don't have any sort of um, Wikipedia, or IMDb open in front of me right now. So the guy who played Lara's dad, um, Dominic West. What's he, what? Yeah, he was. I mean, I like him. I think he's really mm. good. But I don't know. Did you? And I know what you're going to say here, because, yeah, she's meant to be, what, 18, 19 here, so, and he's, what, in his 40s. Yeah. So, fair enough. But is it just me, or did he, he just, I, I feel Richard Croft needs to be older. Yeah. I don't know. That's just, well, I know it's a background story, but to me, that's just what it felt, that's one problem I have with it, too. I mean, again, we, we, it is kind of weird when we look at this movie, and you have to really think about the ages of the characters, because this was sold as a Tomb Raider movie, and in, in a way, it should have been, like, tomb, been called Tomb Raider Beginnings or something, or... Tomb Raider, young Lara Croft or something, because you will walk out feeling like this is just, it's, it's way too early in her life and you're not getting enough. So that's why I can kind of understand you saying, you know, this isn't the one we know. But if you look like Dominic West, he's 48 years old. So if this were to be 10, 15 years in the future, you know, he would have been late fifties, early sixties. So I guess it kind of makes sense, mm. but I will say it's weird. He's one of these actors that. I feel like 10 years ago or 15 years ago, he fit into the Daniel Craig, Gerard Butler category. So when I saw the casting for this, when I saw the trailers, I'm like, I had to do a double take. I'm like, was he in the original movies? Was this like the boyfriend? And I'm like, no, that was Gerard Butler. <laughs> because it, it almost feels like it's not that it's too soon since the original movies, uh, but it feels like he should be the, because we think Lara Croft should be in her early thirties. This feels like he should be the love interest, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was good though. Don't get yeah. me wrong, and I kind of like the stuff that he had with him. But um, yeah, I agree with everything you're saying. It's it's like, I mean, maybe this is a question for Mallory, uh, but I mean, he feels like too attractive to kind of be. I'm not saying that fathers can't be attractive. Wow. Well, but like, I don't know. Like, yeah, like I feel like they he, he should be the love <laughs> interest if, or something like if that. Alicia Vikander came out of him and his wife. I mean, at least one of them is going to have to be a looker. <laughs> well. What are you saying? Her mother was ugly. No, I'm saying one of, I mean, okay, both of them will have to be. You need good genes. Was he, was, is he attractive, Mallory? I did not think of him being attractive until right Is that now. because he looked like Tom um, Hanks and Castaway for most of it? I have not seen that movie. Um, oh, come on. I think 
Well, okay, this was actually one of the things that bothered me about the movie. This has nothing to do with her dad. Dads can be attractive. Apparently, I have an attractive dad. I don't like to think about it. Um, You're talking about other people's opinion, not yours, right? I thought it was your age. No, that is other people's opinion. <laughs> if you like, you know, my dad's no, pretty hot. Time, no, 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 get her to show you. Time, get her to show you the picture of them two together, is, and they seriously look like. Is your dad your girlfriend. profile pic right that's now? That, um, no. That's no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing some bald guy. Oh, on Facebook. Oh no, never mind. Wait on Facebook. On on Skype. No, it's no, like no. on Skype. No. I can, uh, anyway, this is not the point. <laughs> the point is, uh, I have completely lost my train of thought. You guys are the worst. Um, Isn't that how we feel when she's I, talking in episodes usually? <laughs> hey, you leave her alone. It's been a while since you've been on an episode. I mean, it's probably true, though. Um, okay, Dominic West. I don't think he's attractive. Apparently, you guys do. Oh, I, yeah, love don't, I don't think he's attractive. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I just, the other thing, though, is I didn't think of him as too young to be her father. Okay. When, like, watching the movie, I did not think of him as too young because she, like, she just seems young enough that he didn't feel too young to me. Um, the thing that bothered me, though, is the whole love interest thing. Like, those are key parts of the original movies. Oh, and then you put a Chinese guy well, and nothing even happens. Well, I'm like, come on. That's what I liked about it. The first it. one we discovered didn't really. Sorry to interrupt, Colin, but yeah, like, it sort of did with Daniel Craig, but it kind of wasn't explored. But yeah. That was the great deleted scene, where, which would explain where Daniel Craig is at the end of the first movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mallory, you rewatched these yesterday. Have you worked out where Daniel Craig went? Because he kind of just disappears. <laughs> like, where's Daniel no, Craig? Hashtag, I have Daniel thought Craig? about that before, but I just. I, you know what? I, this is one of my least favorite Daniel Craig movies, um, like the original Tomb Raider, but I absolutely love Gerard Butler in the second one, and I honestly uh, forgot that he was in that movie until I watched it last night. Uh, I thought it was Dominic oh, West the whole time. He's attractive. You thought what? The no, I was saying I thought it was Dominic West when I was watching it. <laughs> I'm not a Gerard Butler fan, as we discovered in the episode. Oh, Jamie sure is. What? You're yeah. not? I'm with Jamie. He's overrated. Yeah, well, you two can have him. I'll have Daniel Craig when I find him. <laughs> okay, so on... Actually, no, I'll have Angelina Jolie. Thank you. <laughs> we won't call him the love interest, because he's not, but the male lead, uh, Lou Ren. <laughs> so... No, but you want him. To be. No, well, I guess, again, it depends, because yeah. here's the thing. I watch movies with Jamie, and Jamie will be like, oh, I wanted these characters to get together. And I'm like, well, that's not the point of this kind of movie, you know? But I don't different, care. But this is where... You I, need... And, and I'll agree with you, just in that Ben and I, we've talked about this a lot with, you know, Wonder Woman and Black Panther and everything, and how those movies are appealing to certain groups that wouldn't normally watch these types of movies. So you're making a movie like this, and the one thing I will say is, this is where I'll disagree with you Ben, where you said that you you feel like this one is a step back from Wonder Woman because the theater I was in, first of all, it was majority women, and there was some like there was like a, a polite smattering of applause around the air. A couple of people like, yeah, that was all right. But watching all the way to the end credits, and there's you know this group of teenage girls in the front who are the entire time throwing their arms up in the air, like getting outside, to, oh, and almost like imitating. Oh, and then she did this, like 
it was it was impressive for me to watch how this movie played so much better because the games arguably were made for teenage boys <laughs> for different reasons. And this movie, I feel, was made for women more than men. And at least what I saw was that women responded to it differently. But for this character, like, did it need to be 11 inches? Like, for me, I like that it wasn't. And this is... When you get movies like this, whatever it is, Wonder Woman, Black Panther, Tomb Raider, you're always going to have some people who are just looking for things to say, oh, well, it's it's still oppressive to women because she wore a tight shirt. Okay, so that everybody has to be baggy and frumpy in order for this to work. But the fact that she didn't have a love interest, I feel like is taking a step back from not just, uh, you know, how a female-led movie would be, but how even a regular action movie would be. Because growing up, you look at, like, Speed, any of those other movies, it always had to be, you know, the, the guy has to end up with the female lead at the end. So I like that this was different, and I kept expecting that to happen. And then I don't want to go into too many spoilers, but it's not—it's very clear from the beginning this is not a love story between the two of them. It's kind of like they're partners more than anything else, and that I actually liked. Which I guessing comes down to, and maybe this is a clear case of as men we go into it watching it differently. Mallory, you know, as female, you go into it differently because. I agree with Colin to the fact that I didn't give a shit that there was no romantic interest. Mm. I, I like that fact. And, I mean, like, I'm with you. I kind of thought that, you know, her and the boat guy were going to get together. But, like, I think we kind of went over that, really, in the first one, that, like, yeah, there was kind of, like, a bit of a thing there with Daniel Craig, you know, some flirtation, but that ultimately wasn't a key part of the plot, which I think even, Colin, you said you liked about yeah. it. Um, so I think kind of, you know, from our perspective, you know, it didn't bother me. But that's interesting that I think Mallory, I guess, from... And I wonder if that's, that's a thing with a lot of other females. Because the thing that you were saying about, like, you know, I think I think the way this movie is, like you were saying about all the girls and everything, is that I think we live in the, the age now, post-Wonder Woman, that where these are going to kind of draw those people in more so. Mm-hmm. And then when, you know, the Angelina Jolie ones came in, it still wasn't a period of movies where... You know, this is what they always try to do. They try to do that with that, with Electra, you know, with Aeon Flux, you know, all these sort of ones that just kept failing. Whereas I think now, post Wonder Woman, they're not going to fail anymore. So that's great. That's fantastic. Um, and then, you know, in 10 years' time, as I've said before, hopefully we don't have to keep distinguishing this as a female led movie. Like, it's just a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so. Yeah, but, um, you know, I, it didn't bother me about the love interest. Sorry, Mallory. I was disappointed. I was like, I was looking forward to putting someone up there with the Daniel Craig and the Gerard Butler, and I didn't get to, and that was hard for me. And I, but place. I do know what you guys mean when you say that like it wasn't an important part of the plot in the first two movies. And I agree, and I do think that that, that is a good thing for the movies. But the fact that it's in there gives me something to look forward to as someone who doesn't particularly like an action movie. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it wasn't in this one was disappointing. Uh, and I'll just point out quickly, Colin, because Jamie, you said, didn't see this with her, but she wouldn't want to see this. There was no shirtless men in this from memory. Yeah. <laughs> yes, there were. Oh, was it? Were there not? I'm sure there were. Wow. No. How was really? it that I noticed that Mallory and you didn't? Wow. Well, I noticed geez. her abs. Yeah. They were almost as good as my friend Nicholas. What? Uh, I met your friend Nicholas. Laura's? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She was into, see, that's the other thing. I'll, just quickly, I guess, wrapping it up on Alicia Vikander, because I want to talk about the villain separately, but I already said in the previous episode, I wasn't a fan of hers coming into this or even her casting. Um, 
mostly just because. What else is she in to interrupt? Uh, she's well. She she won an Oscar for a movie called The Danish Girl with Eddie Redmayne. I think last year. Um, she did a movie called Ex Machina where she played kind of this half human, half cyborg. It was kind of like a really brainy science fiction movie, which that was the one I liked her in because she was playing somebody who was kind of lacking personality. You know, she was sort of half machine, half human. Um, but everything else I've seen her, that's the thing is I always feel she comes across as bland, like, uh, the man from uncle, she had a role in the man from uncle. And I just thought, yeah, she's just kind of boring. And, I'm not saying she was the most exciting person in the world, but I thought she was really good in this movie. And even if she wasn't like exactly the Lara Croft that you're expecting, what I was most impressed with is how well she carried herself in an action movie, particularly the plane scene, like just everything about the staging of that plane, which everybody could see in the trailer when this dilapidated plane over a waterfall and she has to do that jump, like the, the big jump, which was the moment in, in I think both trailers like, I was just shocked at how well she pulled off the action. Like, she's in incredible shape in this movie, but it's it's totally different from what we've ever seen because she is so small. And yeah, she, she, her abs are ripped and everything, but like her arms are still pencil thin, but you can tell it's all muscle. It's just, I feel like she's presenting us a different type of action hero from even what we've seen in other female-led action movies. I mean, yes. I don't disagree with anything you said. I just... And again, kind of, I realise and know that this is all based on the reboot of the game, whereas if you look at kind of the character design of Lara Croft in the reboot, she is different. Um, You know, she's not busty and kind of the way she was portrayed in those early ones with those, like, real square pixelated boobs, and it's it's not about that. Um, When it comes to, you know, this character, I realise that. But... um, I don't know what it was just in about like whether she just did come across as too scrawny in a lot of this stuff, because again, a lot of it, she's just running away from things. Um, and it's kind of, yeah, like it's, I don't know. I just feel that ultimately that as great as she was, in, I mean, that plane scene was great. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, the sort of the tomb raiding stuff at the end, but I mean, outside of her having a bow and arrow and kind of what, one guy with the legs in the final scene, she doesn't really get that physical with people in terms of, you know, the action. Well, she doesn't get physical um, with people, but, like, one- the games, for the most part, she's not physical with people. She's physical with the environment. She's doing lots of things like climbing rocks and, you know, jumping across waterfalls and stuff like that. Well, like, that's the way the games were built. True, and, like, the reboot one has a lot of that. I was kind of disappointed that they didn't use more of her, like, that pickaxe thing which she gets in the end, like, that's um, a key element to the to the reboot. That's kind of, like, your number one tool that you use. But um, one thing I will say quickly just kind of on that, which, like, with the editing and everything, like, they kind of had those, like, POV shots where she's running and it's kind of made it very video gamey. And I don't know if we talked about this too much in the other ones, but... It kind of, like, I see what they're trying to do because, like, obviously it's a video movie based in a video game, but I don't know if this is a problem when it comes to making video games into movies that they try and keep this core sort of element about it, making it feel like a video game. Like, it works sometimes, and I'm not saying it didn't work in this movie. I think it was just a nice balance, but sometimes I think that we maybe need to go into video game movies where they should not always think, like, oh, we need to do shots where it feels like a video yeah. game. Like, as a, as a video game fan, like, if they ever make a Grand Theft Auto movie... I don't want to, like, you know, like, I'm watching it because it's a movie. If I want to see the game, I'll play the game, you know. So I think kind of, like, they they did it okay in this movie, but there were some, I felt, the shots where it just felt too much. Like, okay, you're trying to do the overhead shot, make this like a video game right now, and this just isn't working. So, 
Yeah. I think there's part of that for me actually. It didn't it didn't make it feel video gamey to me, but it made it feel Hunger Gamesy. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, because I think they did like a little bit of that in the Hunger Games movies as well, and I haven't seen all of them. I think I've only seen the first one. But the other thing about the running away, and I just this just clicked in my brain, but she like Lara Croft felt like Katniss to me in certain scenes in this movie. And I didn't like that because what Ben was saying earlier, it made her just like feel like a weaker character. Well, I think the similarities is just, it's what's naturally in the story. You're doing a story about a young girl who's never had to kill a person before. Who's never had to really fight for her life. And then you put her in a situation where she's running through the, you know, the, the jungle having to fight for her life. It's just sort of naturally, the way a character would play out. But I guess if they could have chose, you know, a different way to present this movie, it would have been a little less similar. Yes. Yes. I've never seen that in movies, so I couldn't comment on that. You should. It's good. Now the, the villain. No, it's not. <laughs> this is oh, way better than Angelique Jolie's Tomb Raider. I'll get out of here. Can, 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 can please Mallory at some point you just bring up like, cause you're, you're awesome. That you too love the uh, the sky ballet scene when she's like kicking ass in no. the air. Oh, like, that's, that's, that is one of that's like literally one of the most iconic, one of my favorite scenes. I just love how this movie. movie that almost every person in the world <laughs> looks back on is being like, "Yeah, that movie was pretty garbage." You two talk about it. It is so quotable. It is iconic. Like these words that were reserved for like, the Godfather for Lara Croft Tomb Raider. I've never seen the Godfather, um, but Colin, I grew up on these movies. This is like. You were four when the first, no, five when the first one. No, no, no. I remember the first time, okay, I don't remember the first time I saw the first movie, but I remember, like, the feeling when my dad was like, hey, Mallory, like, it's time you can come watch this movie with me now, because my dad loved these movies, and it was, like, a bonding thing for the two of us, and I think that that kind of helps my love for these movies, to be completely honest, but they're so good. a, A little bit more respect for you, because... You're basically saying, yeah, I understand the movie's crap, but it's a fond memory for me, so give me a break. Ben's like, we quoted this movie every day. (laughs) My friend and I were horny for Angelina Jolie, shut up. Um, But, uh, like, all around with the villain, that's the one thing I'm I'm really hoping you, you, you both agree with me on this. The original two movies, like, the villains were very forgettable, especially the second one. Like, we talk about how terrible the villain was in the second one. I don't, I'm not saying I loved okay, this villain. Were you agreeing? What was that? The villain in the, which, which villain was the guy with the dark hair? I liked him less than the other one. I think that was the second one. Okay. Yeah, he was terrible. But like, neither of the villains in the original are really memorable. And even though I don't think that there was enough time in this movie to really make, you know, Walter Goggins, who's of course like a Tarantino guy, to really make him this iconic villain, I felt that he had this weird sinister quality about him. And also, Ben, you'd probably appreciate it. It, it, it. At least to me, this felt like it was a side plot of Lost that was in the deleted scenes on a DVD or something like that. Like this this other crew on the far side of the island. Because this was very Lost, like this, mm. this crew that's been there for years just searching for this tomb or whatever. And they're not allowed to leave and they have like communication with the outside. Like it, it was always this weird cult-like thing. So... I feel like at least of all the characters in this movie, even though I enjoyed, for the most part, all the characters in this movie, 
the villain uh, that Walter Goggins plays, like he's the one that I think I actually will find the most memorable. If I never watch this movie for another 10 or 15 years, I'll remember him. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I agree with kind of pretty much everything you said. I think that he, you know, he has got a definite sinister nature about him. You know, he's not cartoony. He's not over the top or anything like that. He's just kind of there in a way that, you know, you feel he's evil, I guess. I mean, I was a big fan of the guy in the first one, um, you know, because I remember his name clearly. <laughs> but, I mean, if we were to rank, if we were to rank the villains of the three Tomb Raider movies, I mean, it's, it's between him and the guy in the first one. So, and he might just come out on top. Um, I think it's interesting kind of saying about the island. Like, yeah, absolutely. I kind of feel like a lost connection there. And it's interesting. Like, I do remember that in the, the video game, how kind of going back to what I was saying about like, it had a real like supernatural element to it that I think like the, the, the island was just not found. Like you couldn't find it. It's kind of light lost. Mm-hmm. Like it was in a way where it was impossible to find. Um, whereas I found it interesting in this one where it's kind of like, yeah, I'll just make a satellite call. I'll be here in like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's kind of the that but again it's a two-hour movie it's not a six-season episode show like lost so yeah um but no i, I think it was good I, I kind of liked um some of the side henchmen which i mean they weren't really flushed out as characters i'm not saying like that you know mr pims in the first one was more flushed out and till schweiger in the second one of course but um you know like the the dude in the um the bit with the floors collapsing like um and the, the one who yeah like the big tall the black dude basically <laughs> i like him i'm talking about um but yeah i i like the villain yes that's my point how <laughs> do you like the villain um as much as you could like a villain yes <laughs> i guess i <laughs> Clearly, I get slightly emotionally connected to things. So, no, I didn't like the villain. He was evil. You don't like scares. You don't like villains. You really are, like, very much a Disney type of moviegoer, aren't you? (laughs) I really am. I really am. The love story. Um, He, no, I think that he did a really good job. I think that they humanized him, which I really Mm -hmm. liked, because his whole thing was... I just want to get this done so I can go home and see my family. I have two daughters at home. Yeah. I just want to see them. And I like I really liked that aspect of that mo- of this movie that they did they made him a real person, not just this big evil guy. And I liked that. But he was evil Which... and I thought he was dead. Sorry. No, no, I'm sorry to interrupt you. The the one thing that I'm kind of thinking about and without being too spoilery on it is that you kind of didn't get his motivation at the end, did you? When he like he takes that piece of the woman, um, it's it's not like in the second one where the stupid guy was like, "Oh, I'm going to get the cradle of life to purge the world and start again." Mm-hmm. You know, or the first one where it's like, "I'm going to stop time because reasons." Yeah. Um, whereas, like you know, in the, this one, like he didn't. Did that explained why the Illuminati yeah, wanted to stop wasn't time? This whole thing. That he was like working for someone who wanted it. And yeah, they yeah, but they never the Illuminati. But they never said why they wanted well, to control time. At least with Lara, when you she wouldn't see a dad. It's 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 <laughs> tough to get into without giving away the spoilers on the end of this. But uh, um, it, it's really just I, I guess the whole idea, which you can get if you read even the synopsis, is that there is this uh, this I don't know this ancient woman or whatever this entombed this mummy 
that uh, if you awaken her, she will you know, like, you know bring destruction on the world or something like she's incredibly powerful. But there's an interesting twist on that. But the thing is, is that nobody really knows that. Like the twist that gets revealed about her makes more sense if they knew that going in. But the characters don't know that going in. So it is kind of confusing as to why this organization is like, we absolutely have to have this. If they don't know what that twist is, they wouldn't really be wanting to do anything there. Okay, fair point. I just, I just, I was thinking more about that, like when he breaks that thing off and he's like, mm. puts in a little baggie. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what do you want it for? Well, no, that's um, what made sense to me. You know, that I understood because there's, right. we can't go into spoilers, but there's lots of things that you could think about in your head once they do find out what this mummy really is, where it would be valuable to you on the outside for one reason or another, but they don't know that before they get there. So why spend millions upon millions of dollars <laughs> and all these people and all the slave labor, you know, for something that you literally have no clue if it's ever going to happen. The one thing I hope that if we ever do a full recap of this and, you know, talk about it scene by scene, there was, um, there was one scene in it that was right, reminding me a little bit about, um, what was the third day of the dead movie we did last year when they stuck under that bunker? Oh, uh, day um, of the dead. They, yeah, yeah. So the, the one where like they get infected and he, yeah, that one. Uh, and he like chops his arm off because he was getting infected. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a bit in this movie that really reminded me of that. And can I just point out that like the, the, the I think you both know bit I'm going to talk about. I'm going to try and talk about this without being spoilerific. So there's like the whole element of touching things and that like obviously changes you. Like the bit mm-hmm. where Lara kicks somebody who may or may not be infected. Okay, I went with the, her boot was on her yeah. foot and it's leather. <laughs> yeah. Like, is she walking outside and, like, all the grass is, like, dying mm-hmm. and then, like, you know, she forgets to wash that and she, like, accidentally bumps into somebody in the streets in London so she starts a plague? Like, I she mean, treks across yeah, the yeah, island with one boot just to avoid infection or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's got, she's got nasty stuff on that boot, so... Um, anyway. I guess before we get around to rating this... The movie does suddenly set up a sequel, although I feel like one thing that I appreciate about this, and I'll talk about this in another review that's going to come in a few days, is we seem to be moving away from these movies where they're so set on, we're going to have this massive franchise that everything is left open in the end. This story does tie up, but there is something that happens, or I guess the last two scenes do set up, okay, there's potential to go for here. Uh, whether or not this gets a sequel, I don't know. I mean, the movie's made a decent amount of money. Uh, it's made already about as it well it's it, it opened with the same amount that the cradle of life did and it had maybe half the budget uh and half the expectations uh i guess whatever it's going to do overseas is going to matter because that's what sequels are made on nowadays it's, it's made a fair bit i'm, I'm just interrupted i think the, when i looked at it last night it had made i think over 100 million overseas mm-hmm. and only about 30 million domestically over there hadn't it or have i looked at an old list yeah but so chances are i'm going to say it's getting a sequel but before we even get into our ratings of this, are you interested in a sequel one way or another, I guess dependent on how this movie ends? Do you want to see this continue? Because it's clear on the ending this is not going to be, you know, a six-movie origin story of Lara Croft. They're going to kind of jump into the world that the video games have after this. Yeah, I mean, yes. I, I would have... I was intrigued enough in it and the way it sort of ended that I would like to see it as a sequel, I guess, because, um... You know, it does kind of close out with kind of a bit of an iconic moment with kind of like guns mm. and kind of, you know, that's leading into what we know. So yeah, I, I mean, I would, I would be intrigued. I, I would see it. Um, you know, I, I kind of feel like Lara Croft movies are movies that I'll always see really anyway, you know, give or take. Yeah. But, um, 
yeah, I think I think kind of definitely. And the thing that I read too, which you know, I kind of hope like going on your point there about how all these movies now have to have like a six movie setup mm. or a cinematic universe. There was uh, somebody who was mentioning that there's possibilities that this could be tied into sort of a video game cinematic universe, which the the one that I actually was would love to see made into a movie. There's a video game series called Just Cause, which oh, is yeah. kind of like Grand Theft Auto. Like, yeah, if you've played it, it's just, it's mental. Uh, but apparently they said that Just Cause would be within this Tomb Raider universe. And I actually could see that. I could see those games kind of interconnecting. But, um, you know, given that we don't have a good track record with video games into movies, I don't know how this cinematic universe would turn out. But, yeah, no, I would I would gladly see a sequel to this film. Mallory, does the movie intrigue you enough that if they made a sequel, you're going to see it? Um, I'm with Ben with the It's Lara Croft. Obviously, I'm going to see it. <laughs> Um, but I just want to mention that, like, when Ben and I walked out of the theater, before I started complaining about the movie, <laughs> the very first thing I said to him was, they set that up really well for a sequel. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, in that light, I do expect to see a sequel coming, and I will go see it. I might wait till it is, uh, able to see, be seen Netflix. through other forms than paying a lot of money. Yes, Netflix, that. Um, Does it really matter if Ben's paying? That's true, that's true. <laughs> hey, my dad pays for our Netflix. <laughs> hey, that could be his first movie in Canada. Call Tomb Raider 2? Let's make... Tomb Raider 2 is going to be Ben's first movie in Canada. There, there we go. Well, I'm not allowed to see... If, if we're there beforehand, if I've got to wait four years for a sequel to get greenlit, I'm not allowed to see yeah. any movie. Like, Ben, you can't see the new Star Wars. Star Wars, Wars episode 9 is Raider out. Raider you got to wait for Tomb Raider 2. <laughs> Jurassic Park 6 is out. No, you can't see it until Tomb Raider 2 gets released. Yeah, you got to save it for the important ones. Yes. Titanic 2. Jack is resurrected. You can't see it. Hey, don't you start. Yeah. I haven't seen Titanic. Oh, oh don't, don't, make, don't make her do it, Ben. Don't make her watch it. Don't put her through that. Okay. Can we just point out that Mallory complained about the lack of love story in this movie? She's going to love Titanic, all right? Uh, I'm, I'm, you, I'm biting I my do tongue. No, what happened? I'm biting my tongue because I want to eat when this is over. And if I get into another Titanic round, it's going to be <laughs> five hours, and I won't be out of here tonight. Five yeah, hours. We recorded for five it took hours. Us five hours to do that episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. But yeah, I'm agreeing. Just even though I think I was more positive on this movie than the two you were, if they made a direct sequel to this movie. I wouldn't be as interested. If the trailer comes out for the next one and it's, this is Laura's first year at university, I'm going to be like, okay, great. You know, maybe I'll wait for Netflix. But if they really, the way that this is set up, it really does feel like they're going to jump ahead a couple of years or whatever. Um, you know, maybe by the time they make it, Alicia Vikander can pass for 22 and we can get like a college graduate, Laura. But I, I feel like everything in this movie is there. Even if this wasn't a perfect movie, all the right elements are there. Like it's the right style. The the action is there. Alicia Vikander is all right. I feel like they could make a traditional Tomb Raider movie with the same crew, with the the same type of style and uh, delivery and everything, and it would be a great Tomb Raider movie. That's why I kind of said in the beginning that this is like the Tomb Raider movie that I would have been happy with as a teenager, or um, you know, uh, even if they just rebooted as soon as Angelina Jolie was gone, or, or let Angelina Jolie even do this type of Tomb Raider movie, I think it would have been okay. Um, but I've been happy with that. Yeah, uh, or just Salt because Salt is a better representation of Angela Julie as an action star. 
which I still have to finish watching. I was halfway through I, it before we did this. Uh, that's what happened. I'm sorry, we interrupted your movie viewing. I don't even like Angelina Jolie, and I just felt the need to watch something decent because I, I felt like it was too cruel to, to leave to leave it on Tomb Raider and Cradle of Life. Uh, but yeah, I, I binned those two. Ben, you did what with the first one? I bought the first one and rented the second. Okay, yes. Oh, I'm the opposite. I would rent the first one and buy the second. And again, I'll agree because no, the second is the China one. The second one was much better of a movie. It's just it it had nothing to do with tombs. It was office building raider. <laughs> but this one, she saw a box in weed black stuff. <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. I liked. Okay, uh, I I like both of them. Shame on you. Can Probably I buy both first. of them? Can I please just buy both of them? I see. That's my thing though with these two movies is that. By these two movies, I mean the old ones. Um, <laughs> I always watch them together. So, like, like I would never sit down just to watch one. I always watch them together. So you do you even watch the so Spongebob webcam scene? Like, that's the worst scene in movie history. It's so funny. It makes no sense at all. Scene. The she worst walks into some Chinese people's house yes. and uses their TV to talk to her friends. Okay. Also, okay, big problem with this movie, because she hasn't accepted that she's rich, she doesn't have a butler and cool tech guy, and that makes me really upset, because the butler is my favorite character. And I totally thought that, when we saw the trailers, that Nick Frost was going to be playing a tech guy and not a pawn shop owner. But I was still equally happy with this camera. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad, Mallory, that you loved, um, what's the name, Hillary and Bryce. Yeah. <laughs> um, absolutely with you there. Fucking love them. Um, and because they do all the work. We, do you? You you've never because you said you've never really played the original video games. And Colin and I were talking about the benefits <laughs> of the original video games. It's like making the butler fart <laughs> going around the mansion doing all the training things. <laughs> uh, but yes, we um, need an old timey. We need what's what's the dude from the Spider Man movies, Colin? Uncle Ben. <laughs> No, the the butler dude. Oh, the yeah, Bernard. <laughs> I know a glider wound when I see one. We need someone like that in the second one. I know a stick in the abdomen wound when I see one. I loved your father, Laura, and I love you as well. I cleaned his wounds the night he died naked. I was in that tomb with the Japanese woman. I saw him die. He loved you. Your father only obsessed about his work, Lara. Then again, Mallory either has not seen Spider Man, but or just forgets it completely. <laughs> you need to go back Oh my God! Why am I with you? You've never seen anything good. Uh, <laughs> this is the last six years of me and Jamie. Is I'm like you've never seen. This movie? We're putting it on right now. Yeah, that's, that's, oh, I, I had her go through all the James Bond movies, uh, before we got married. That was only Oh god, don't say that to Ben. No, but don't Mallory watched two of them. But you liked the two I showed you. Be quiet. I liked one of them. I didn't like the other one because I don't remember. No. Wait, wait, wait. Ones. Before we even you move on. You said you liked Goldeneye and you liked Tomorrow Never Dies. You said you liked both. You said you didn't like Tomorrow Never Dies? No, she said she liked both. But of is them. she saying now? See, this is Ben getting. No, no, no. You said you liked them. You said you liked them. I'm holding you to it. <laughs> no, I'm sure I did like both of them, but I don't remember the second one. Like I don't. You said you I... liked the second one better than Gold. <laughs> I've had this. Okay, same... maybe I don't remember the first one. Though. I've had the same conversation with Jamie. 
not about the same movies, but she'll be like, yeah, I didn't like that one. I'm like, you said you liked it. I remember it. It happened. The good, the good news is, I'm sure you'll mention this in the preview bit at the end, but when it comes to the Avengers, they showed the trailer for it, and I turned to Mallory and I said, will you come see this with me? And she said, yes, I like these movies. Okay. So there we go. I love Marvel. <laughs> Sorry. Just... Did you see Black Panther? Did you? <laughs> I was just choking casually and nobody cared. I was about to say, what was that noise? You're like, I like Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> Warner Brother executives are putting her away right now. <laughs> I do enjoy the Marvel movies. I have not seen Black Panther. I also haven't seen... There's, I'm not caught up right now for all of the slew of movies that are going to be in... I'll, I'll hook you up. Uh, like the heroes that are going to be in the new Avengers, but I'm excited to see the new Avengers. All right. There's a guy, he's a panther. <laughs> That's about what he's done. <laughs> and he's black. Thor got, I'm not, I'm, you said it, not me. Thor <laughs> got a haircut. And an eye patch. Uh, I do not really enjoy the Thor movies, to be completely honest Thank right now. you. Also, okay, I had the a third one is who, completely okay, different. Wait, 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 I'm not done yet. I had a teacher who looked exactly like Chris Hemsworth, and oh my gosh, it was amazing. I actually paid attention in socials <laughs> for the first time in my entire life. So good. Anyway. Cool. Yeah. Ben, if you had, had if you had a teacher that looked like Dominic West, would you pay attention more? Oh, I already uh, told you he's not attractive. He's I was asking man. Ben. <laughs> oh, that's awkward. What's your, what's your problem with old men? You're with one. Um, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, sure. I would pay attention to Dominic West. Why not? I'd be like, hey, what was it like filming Tomb Raider? Cool. Uh, all right, let's let's. Get back to rating it here. <laughs> Buy it, rent it, or bin it. Uh, I'm going to say this is... It, it, it's not a perfect Tomb Raider movie, but it was enjoyable enough. Uh, so I'm going to rent this one. It's not strong enough for me to buy it, although I, I have the impression that if they were to do a second one, the second one's going to blow this one away. Um, maybe it's just a little bit too limited with what they could do without her really being a Tomb Raider yet. But I, I like pretty much everything I saw in this movie. I just didn't necessarily love everything I saw in this movie. So rent it for me. Yeah, I'm I'm a renter. I agree. I think, you know, despite all the, the negative things, I, I still walked out of this enjoyable. I, you know, I'm sitting around at home and Mallory's poor and I need to buy, buy something off like Netflix or something like that. I'd probably like, hey, let's watch Tomb Raider again. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to rush out to go see this in the movies again or anything, but, um, yeah, rent it for me. I'm a third rent it. It's worth seeing, but only once. <laughs> I don't know. Are you a buy it if Ben cool. buys it? No. <laughs> I don't even want Ben to waste his money. <laughs> but three rent it's is still solid. Yes, it is. It's better than Dirty Dancing. All right. And this was way more enjoyable than either Angelina Jolie movie. Uh, Incorrect. Oh. Incorrect. At least the listeners are agreeing <laughs> with me right now. Um, you leave both of them alone. <laughs> uh, ben, do you or Mallory have any other episodes coming up in the next few weeks? Well, we're both going to be appearing on The Brink. Download now via iTunes. Um... But in terms of anything else, I don't know. Mallory, what do you want to watch? What do you want to do an episode on? <laughs> I don't know. 
Probably not. Maybe? Standard lost nip-tuck. Listen Listen to the Brink and uh, Off the Podium featuring Commonwealth Games coverage. Uh, I will say this is the first of what will probably be four reviews in the next week here. Um, I may finally four. get Jamie to do the Red Sparrow review, uh, which she's still committing to because there was a dong in the movie that she's excited to talk about. <laughs> um and there was a very awkward Jennifer Lawrence nude scene, which I'm excited to kind of mock. Um, but, uh, yeah, outside of that, uh, at least two other movies, which uh, one of them will be Pacific Rim Uprising, which I saw yesterday. And I'm excited to talk about that one because I, I actually really like the first one. And then the other one's a movie nobody's heard about, uh, Seven Days and Tebby which is about um, uh, a hostage crisis in the 70s, a true story about a plane hijacking hostage crisis in the 70s, uh, which stars Daniel Bruhl, who was in Captain America Civil War as the villain, and Rosamund Pike, who was the only good thing about Die Another Day, the second worst Bond, worst Bond movie of all time. Right, Ben? Um, well, incorrect in the fact that it's what I think the sixth best James Bond movie of all time from memory. Um, and out of all the things that die another day, she's maybe about the sixth best oh. in the fifth. Oh, I'm Miranda Frost. You know what? Yeah, okay. But, um, you, you'd better come up with five really good things to top Rosamund Pike in that movie. Pierce Brosnan, James Bond, Gustav Graves. You, you said Pierce Verity, Brosnan and James Madonna. Bond are two things? But, like, he was great as James Bond in that movie. It was one of his best performances <laughs> as you, James Bond. Oh, um, I thought you said Pierce Brosnan. I'm trying to work it out. Number one, Pierce Brosnan. Number two, James <laughs> Bond. Oh, right, right, okay, no. Pierce Brosnan slash James uh-huh. Bond. Uh, then you have Gustav Graves. Uh, then you have um, um, Jinx. Then, of course, Verity, a.k.a. Madonna. Uh, the Invisible Car. Um, I'm not scoffing. My butt was <laughs> farting right now. The Song. The Song. So that's six. Zal, that's seven. So Miranda Frost is eight. Oh, there shut up. Um, all right. So, yeah, a couple of new reviews to come out in the next week. And no interviews lined up this week, Ben? Uh, yes, no, we have um, uh, Robert Lozado, uh interview this week, who um, Nip Tuck fans will know him as Escobar Galado, one of the greatest villains of all time in Nip Tuck. But if you, if you look at a picture of him right now, you know him. He basically, any American crime show of the last 10 years, he has played a form of Latino gangster, uh, in some form of episode, but he's basically known as he's got like his complete torso is covered in tattoos. Um, and yeah, he's a great actor. It's a great interview. It's like an hour long. And, uh, if you're a Nip Tuck fan, you'll love it. And he does talk a lot about sort of other stuff outside of Nip Tuck too. So, and, uh, the week after that, I believe we've got a second interview with Guy Norman B, which is even longer than our first one. Again, great for third watch fans, but he talks a little bit about working on Titanic. Uh, Austin Powers, Bowfinger. Bowfinger! Um, yeah. Bowfinger, your favorite. So, yeah, a couple of good ones still to come in the coming weeks. And we will be restarting RuPaul's Drag Race as they wait approximately seven days in between their seasons. Uh, and Rossi and I will be joined <laughs> by two new guest hosts. So you'll have to oh. wait and hear that. Uh, Billy Garcia? No, not Billy Garcia. But they may or may not be famous outside of the Oz Network. I'm not entirely sure yet, but... They'll be famous by the time we're done. That's really, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> can, I, can I just point out, I just really want to quickly say, 
seriously, Billy, I'm so glad if you're listening, which you're not, but like, <laughs> thanks so much for doing this season of Survivor. I really appreciate it because I'm not liking the season of Survivor. Agreed. I'm bored. So I would not have been kind if I was covering this season of Survivor. So thanks to Billy for taking up the reins of a pretty rubbish season. And for your enthusiasm despite the garbage, kind of like Ben when we did Tomb Raider 1 and 2. Oh, go <laughs> Go back to Winnipeg. <laughs> go back. <laughs> Uh, so that's it for... Leave it and then go back. <laughs> that's it for this uh, long-awaited Tomb Raider. The one that everybody was waiting for. <laughs> Tomb Raider 2018. Um, I guess uh, outside of those other new episodes, we're going to have like Billy's continued coverage. We should promote that um, of Survivor. And we will, within a few weeks, be getting into Avengers. I'm not going to call it month. It'll probably just be three weeks. But the first two Avengers movies... And then a preview episode where we can talk about all the Marvel movies. Uh, and Jamie's going to be joining with me on that. So uh, she kind of groaned when I said, you're going to, I didn't ask her. I said, you're going to be doing the Avengers movies with me. She's like, aw. And I'm like, you get to talk about shirtless Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth and Mark Ruffalo. And she's like, all right. I'll, I'll be in the preview one with you, but I probably won't have time to watch the other two. But uh, let's just say rent it. I'll have time to watch the other two. Can I be on this episode? <laughs> If you want, you can come on too. We could just have two women hijacking the episode talking about shirtless men. Okay. All right. I'm so done. <laughs> uh, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher. Are we on YouTube, Ben? Um, we are, but these episodes okay. are different videos. Are um, but oh. so check out all the great videos Billy puts up on YouTube. <laughs> And like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Um, and my name is Colin, and my dad was handsome too. My name is Ben, and what happened to the floor? <laughs> <laughs> my name is Mallory, and I didn't know we had to have a Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.